Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. And now let's go on location. McLovin! Nice! I'm Spartacus! I'm Spartacus! I'm Spartacus! Say hello to my little friend! All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-ups. to episode 7 of the Movie Massacre podcast. I am your host, Eli M. Um, remember, I love to hear your comments and opinions, so if you'd like to chip in your two cents or if you have a movie to suggest, please don't hesitate to get in touch with me. You can leave a comment on our SoundCloud page, soundcloud.com slash moviemassacre, uh, or you can email the show at uh, Eli's Movie Massacre at gmail.com. Or you can get our attention on the Twitter thingy, my least favorite social media form, I have to say. But I'll use it anyway, just for you, at Eli's Massacre. Um, and I always look forward to hearing what you kids have to say. Um, also, I'd like to say a special thanks to my guest today, Ryan who put together my wonderful new theme music. I'm going to try it out for a couple episodes and see how it goes, but I'm pretty excited about it. Um, okay, enough of all that stuff. Happy no happy November and happy Movember! Um, we are entering our final stretch of the uh, Movember madness, and I have to say I am so proud of all my gentlemen friends who are sporting mustaches this year and who have supported them in past years. Uh, I think it's been a long time coming and I'm so glad that um, all these gentlemen are taking some pride and ownership of their own health issues. And alas, since I cannot myself grow a mustache, even though I really wish I could, I have invited a mustachioed friend of mine to discuss a mustachioed film. Um, I'm, I'm not going to introduce the film myself. It's um, quite something. It was released in 1981. Um, it is full of mustache. And uh, I'm just going to let Ryan... Uh, my mustachioed friend introduce it. Uh, I did not pick this film. I had no desire to watch this film and I don't think I will ever watch it again. But nonetheless, here it is, me and Ryan talking mustaches. Hey Ryan. Hey Liz, how's it going? It's going okay, how are you? I'm not too bad. Super excited to be on the podcast. I am so excited that we finally um, made this work. Although I feel a little shy because um, I think I feel like you're better at this than I am. The, nah. These kinds of things. Nah, nonsense. Would you like to tell our um, faithful listeners um, what you do for a living? I work in radio. I'm uh, an evening weekend announcer for a station in Midland. Awesome. Yeah, that's what I do. Um, and for the purposes of context, um, why don't you um, give me an example of a movie that you really love or that really moved you, um, something that you go to when you need just a good movie pick-me-up? Favorite movie of all time, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Really? Even though it's like four hours long and some parts of it just drag on forever, 
It is phenomenal. The cinematography alone gets me semi-hard. Um, and, and I, I, if I remember correctly, you particularly love the climax scene at the end. Oh, it's, it's amazing. The, the three of them facing, facing off against each other. Yeah, there's lots of shots of them staring at each other. There's hard, grizzled faces. What's not to like? <laughs> and epic music, you can't it's forget. It's Clint Eastwood before he went crazy and started talking to chairs. <laughs> well, yes. Oh, poor Clint. <laughs> um, hey, Ryan. Yeah. I have another question for you. Go for it. So, you suggested that we watch Cannonball Run. Okay, well, there, I, should, I should explain. I'm growing a mustache for yes. November. It's quite a mustache, may I add. It's, oh, thank you. It's coming in nicely. It's blossoming like a, like a flower right now. It's really coming into its own. It's like a, I'm growing kind of a handlebar light. Same great flavor as a handlebar mustache with half the calories. Awesome. That's kind of what I'm going for. And uh, so I thought, you know, you asked me what movie we should watch, and I thought, who has the most iconic mustache in Hollywood? Burt Reynolds, right? Of course. What's Burt Reynolds' finest movie? Oh. Cannonball Run. Ryan, <laughs> why did you make me watch this movie? I'm so excited to talk about Cannonball Run. So I'm gonna let I'm just gonna let you run with this, and then I'm gonna I have like a list of really snarky things to say about it. But I'm gonna, your enthusiasm is infectious, I, my friend. Infectious. I have pages of notes because this movie <laughs> it spoke to me. It really it really spoke to me. First of all, if you're if you haven't seen if you've wasted your life up until this point and you have not seen Cannonball Run. You should really just stop whatever you're doing and go and see Cannonball Run. Which you can find for free on YouTube, by the way. Not that we uploaded it. We had no, no. choice in that matter. It was just there. We found there. it. We stumbled across it. Because nobody cares. Because nobody cares. Yeah. So, Cannonball Run is pretty amazing. First of all, let's see, you, the cast alone. <laughs> Phenomenal. I mean, you've got Burt Reynolds playing J.J. Kale, an old NASCAR driver. J.J. McHale. There's a Mick McHale. there. Yeah. I yeah. forgot that part. Yeah, well, you know, I watched so, yeah. it. <laughs> you, you, very, you, took, you paid attention to that. It's good. So, yeah, you have Burt Reynolds. He's in this thing. His sidekick, Dom DeLuise. <laughs> when was the last time you saw Dom DeLuise in anything? I don't know. Exactly. Doesn't he do a voice in Feifel Goes West? Yeah. I think yeah. that's I think that's it. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, you have Jackie Chan in his first American film. Playing a Japanese man, yeah. Roger Moore playing Roger Moore. <laughs> <laughs> and you have the list goes on and on and on. So you also have <laughs> No. <laughs> You have the guy from, from Fox Football? <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> uh, what's his name? Terry, I forgot his name. Terry Bradshaw, old football player. He oh, yeah. Fox Football coverage. He's in that movie. And, of course... Probably the crown jewel, Sammy Davis Jr. and yeah. Dean Martin. Yeah. <laughs> Playing priests. Fake priests. Playing fake priests. Yeah. 
And I think Dean Martin was drunk through the entire filming of that movie. <laughs> Brilliant. I love it. They just, like, stare at each other half the time. And they're, yeah, like, they have their own thing going on. They, they have, like, play, no... Whatever they do is, like, it wasn't in the script. They just showed up drunk. They, I don't even think they were cast in the movie. I think it just showed up one day, and they're like, well, I guess we better work with it. I feel like all the takes that were actually good with the two of them were too filthy for them to actually put in this film. So that's why everything seems so awkward, because they're just like, well, we can't swear? I don't understand. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Yeah. Such a good movie. So, anyway, the, the plot of this thing, for those who haven't seen it and who have not stopped the podcast to watch it immediately, <laughs> is it's a race ac- across the United States. And this is actually based on a real race that happened. They ran it like four times in the 70s. It was mm-hmm. a semi-illegal race across country. These yeah, teams, you have to get from New York to California, right? Yeah, New York to California in as little time as possible. And the whole the whole thing is you have to do so in a way like these teams are trying to work out elaborate covers so that they won't get stopped by the police. Which they do anyway. Which they do anyway. And that meant that you know it's just it's 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 a great film. It's like it's it's got a, it's got a little bit of everything. And the film way before its time what? had and it's it's so much deeper than what you probably no thought. stop. Okay, Ryan, are you pulling my leg right now? Deeper? No, no. no. This thing it's a deep film. I, no. I hear me out. Hear me out. So let me let me paint the picture. It's 1980. All right, the United States is in a recession. Much like we are now, yeah. Yeah, confidence in the United States is is low. You know, it's not more the yay America number one thing anymore. Like, the United States is in a recession. And so this film, okay, you have the, the chic, vaguely racist. <laughs> vaguely? He's a chic up from out west. Which, by the way... By the way, remember when, like, Muslim terrorist was funny and not actually scary? Like, that's how you know a film is actually... is is It's pre-9-11. When they're, like, making cartoony characters of Muslims and not, like, like balls-out evil characters of Muslims. This guy love, is just I ridiculous. The villain in this film oh. is an environmentalist. <laughs> That's also very much of the 1980s, because in um, Ghostbusters, too, the bad guy is from the, like, Environmental Protection Agency. Well, that guy was also a ginger and had no soul. <laughs> okay, continue with you telling me why this is deep. I'm sorry I cut you off. That's okay. That's all right. I can get back on track. So it's the 1980s. Yes, recession. recession. Yes. And you have all of these characters in this film representing threats to American greatness. You have the sheik, you know, which kind of represents the the oil money you know the fear that the power that opec held because you know the u.s went through a gas crisis too you know and then you had the rise of eastern power so you have a chinese guy playing a japanese racer in a car that's loaded out with computers and stuff i mean yes this is really the another another lovely stereotype yeah it was great jackie chan i mean it's jackie chan (laughs) (laughs) so you have the, the, the fear of that eastern rise to power and then you have, you know, boobs because they're because boobs. Yeah, there are there are there are a pair of lady drivers, and they use the power of boobs to get them out of jams. Such a good power. Yeah. <laughs> Such a good power. <laughs> and then you you know you have the uh, the wealthy Wall Street tycoon in that movie too, who oh, that's literally true. 
just like the economy takes a dive at the beginning of the film. He, he jumps does, out of an yes. airplane. Yes. It's all very symbolic. And so, okay, so so they captured a bunch of different, you know, people. And it's a race, right? The Americans could lose. Burt Reynolds and Dom DeLuise could lose. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention the priests represent the the religious right. Let's just throw that egg in there, too. There you go. Into that omelet. So there are all these threats against American greatness, and it's a race across the United States. And who ends up almost winning, but then at the last minute decides to, spoiler alert, throw the race. No one cares about spoilers in this movie, Ryan. No one cares. The Americans coming to the rescue. America. (laughs) Okay, but who the fuck cares? It's awful. It's okay, but like, oh, okay, but this this is just so ridiculous. Like this whole film has no purpose. In today's society, Liz, we're still afraid of the 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 people from the Middle East. We're still afraid of the Chinese going to take over the world. The religious right has gotten even worse. Yeah, but this movie is another cannonball run. Yeah, but nobody set out to make this movie with the intent of of like offering deep sociological sociological like insight on the state of you know the global economy. Okay, they set out to make a movie with a bunch of people who like to get drunk together, a movie about fast cars to make a shitload of money, and they did make a shitload of money off of this movie. So much so that they made a sequel, which got even worse reviews. And there's a, there's a third movie too. No, there Speed is Zone. not. Speed Zone. Oh no! Oh mm-hmm. Ryan. Well, you definitely will not be able to make me watch that. That's for I sure. I think we should. I think we should do that. We should really discuss. No. Film no. As a as a a three part series. Okay, so I see how on a very superficial level you have all these things, but superficial. That's deep. It's going. It's deep, not. Dude. It's not deep because the purpose of all these characters is that you're laughing at them. You're supposed to like be in awe of Burt Reynolds and his masculinity and his mustache, right? And mm-hmm. like. Everyone else is supposed to be comedic. You're supposed to laugh at, like, all the racial stereotypes of all these people. And you f- we forgot to talk about Farrah Fawcett, who they kidnapped. Okay. They so kidnapped because... A, wait, 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 Ryan, Ryan. date rape and kidnapping going on. Yeah, a little bit? They're like, that's, they're like we're gonna... We've got a crazy... That's just a byproduct of greatness. We've got a crazy doctor in here. We're gonna kidnap her. We're gonna drug her. And then when she sort of, like, casually, flirtingly mentions, hey, I thought you guys were bad guys, but now you seem to be kind of okay and only slightly crazy, Burt Reynolds goes, and this is a direct quote from the movie, Burt Reynolds goes, we're racers, not rapists. As in, like, oh, silly. You thought that we were the, like, crazy rapist guys that kidnap people and drug you? No, no, no. We're the crazy racer guys that kidnap you and drug you. You look tired. Yeah, I'm frustrated and tired. Think you're going to win this crazy race? Damn right I am. I'm sitting here having a conversation with somebody who kidnapped who can blame anybody for kidnapping you? Who gave me laughing gas? Huh. An awful beautiful laugh. You made me forget my favorite skirt back at the motel. It I doesn't didn't... matter. It's been terrific without it. What'd you expect, anyway? Game. 
On the point of, you know, how we're laughing at these characters, what better way to get over your fear of the dark than by turning on the light? <laughs> Let me drop that little mind explosion on you. You are so, so full of shit. You are so full of shit. This movie's so good. It's just a comedy. There's nothing too serious about it. Like, it's all very dated and oh, weird. Oh, this is very serious. I will never, ever take that position, Ryan. You will never convince me. <laughs> ever. Um... I, I feel like you need to enlighten people on the Roger Moore plot line about this. Because I feel like this will speak to some people who are very close to me. Well, I think, you know, I think aside from the, the rest of the seriousness that is this movie and the really um, portraited paints of the socioeconomic climate in the United States in the 1980s, I think the Roger Moore storyline is really kind of the comic relief of the whole thing. And it's kind of really <laughs> the whole thing is, is a comic brilliant. relief. I think I think the Roger Moore thing really is a play on our obsession with celebrity, oh. and I think that's what it really what it really speaks to. Because Roger Moore isn't actually Roger Moore; he's Seymour Goldfarb Jr., heir to the Goldfarb Girdle's fortune. Huh? There you go. Jewish, but yet he he pretends to be Roger Moore. Yes, I think that's a reflection of real life. I think I think that is a, a commentary on our celebrity obsessed culture. I don't think there's much commentary that really went into this movie. I think you're not giving it enough credit. Uh, I, I think this may be one of the most brilliant films ever distributed by 20th Century Fox. Okay, if that's the case, then what? Um, what does Dom DeLuise's weird alter ego superhero have to do with anything? It's the hero within. <laughs> it's the hero within. Dom DeLuise is a bumbling idiot. Just like many people south of the Mason-Dixon line in the United States. Okay. But there is the chance for redemption. There's the hero within. He throws on a do-rag and all of a sudden he becomes Captain Chaos and goes around saving dogs from drowning. And at the end, what does he become? Captain USA. He does. Hero within. There's a hero inside all of us. Maybe there's a little Dom DeLuise inside of you, Liz. So do you now turn to... There is no Dom DeLuise inside of me. I can guarantee Maybe that. I just checked. Be. There. He gets a few drinks in you first. There won't be... No. He also has a fantastic mustache in this movie. There are a lot of mustaches in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to know the kind of criticism this movie was met with? I'm sure it just blew people's socks off. Okay, so you just talked about how, like, you know, it's the deeper meaning and all this stuff's going on and it's all <laughs> insight to life. Okay, Roger Ebert <laughs> called it. An abdication. Oh, holy shit! I gotta, I gotta keep a straight face while reading this because it's pretty awesome. An abdication of artistic responsibility at the lowest possible level of ambition. In other words, they didn't even care enough to make it a good lousy movie. <laughs> I, w I would like to respond to Mr. Ebert, and maybe I am just looking through this at this film through the the lens of time. Yes. You know, maybe I maybe I've had the. Uh, 21 years since this film came out to really reflect on the meanings of all of this. Right, yeah, of course you have. 
Because you just watched it yesterday. You know, I think if if Mr. Ebert went back and took a look at this film, I think he would see something a little deeper. I I doubt that. He had even harsher words for the sequel. (laughs) He was like, no, this is, stop doing this. Well, the sequel was just a money grab. The first film was really the artistic vision. The first, the first film actually had the six highest grossing, um, box office sales for that year. America. America. I mean, you put cars and boobs together, and what do you get? You get money, as Fast and the Furious has proven time and time again. Um, People just came to see Burt Reynolds' mustache. I'm really disappointed you didn't like this movie as much as I did. Oh, come on now, Ryan. You knew I wasn't going to like this movie. I thought this was going to be like three thumbs up from this. I really did. Come on now. You didn't like it when Peter Fonda showed up with his biker gang and Jackie Chan fought him off with all his crazy karate moves? I didn't care! <laughs> you know, there's, a li- there's, there's something in this movie for everybody. No! Did you like, did you like Easy Rider? No! Fonda on a motorcycle. Right there for you. Do you like James Bond? Roger no. Moore. Mr. James Bond. In the film. <laughs> Do you like Dom DeLuise? No. You, you got him. You got him. Are you a rat packer? No. You got, you got two of the rat pack in the It's like, it's literally, it's like a buffet that is so good that you just keep going back. Oh, this is such a testosterone field movie. I don't, I don't, uh, I, I don't even know where to start with it. It's ridiculous. Well, we already pointed out the one flaw, which is the, the semi-date rape of Farrah Fawcett's character. The mostly date rape of Farrah Fawcett's character. <laughs> that's that's a little that's, that's a little. This weird. definitely definitely was like maybe you shouldn't kidnap people. <laughs> I, I feel like the writers and I. This is so just so that you, you know I'm, I'm being objective here. Yes, objective. That's what you are. Yes. I feel like the writers had one line for Farrah Fawcett written down, and it's just like I like trees. Have <laughs> I told you that I like trees? I really like trees. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the women in this movie are come off as really, really smart, really intellectual types. Hey. Yeah. They were using their boobs to get ahead. <laughs> come on. I know, Ryan, that if you had boobs, you would use them to get ahead, too. I, I You're just like jealous. A lot of people use their boobs. Even men use their boobs. Moobs. I use their moobs to get ahead. I'm pretty sure men don't do that. I do. <laughs> Um, can, before I end this horrible, horrible conversation. So this is going to be like your most listened to podcast ever, I feel. I hope so. Because, let me tell you, I looked it up. There are legions of Cannonball Run fans. No. Just like clamoring for new content. No. I've been to the Cannonball Run message boards. Oh. Boards, like, when are they going to release a, 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 you know, a forequel to this movie? Ryan is on Skype right now, and I I can't actually see him at the moment, and I cannot tell if he's shitting me or not. It's so hard to tell when I can't see his face. Why would I shit you on this, Liz? <laughs> I shit you not. People want more Cannonball Run. They want more mustache. They want more Captain Chaos. Um... I feel like we should exhume the body of Sammy Davis Jr. and Dean Martin and then put them on strings and have them ride around in a Ferrari together. In priest costumes. Why not? 
Why not? <laughs> um, what about the crazy doctor? He was just freaky. <laughs> that was too much for you. What did the crazy doctor represent about in global society? Hmm? Well, clearly our dependence on pharmacology. <laughs> Clearly. And overcoming that obstacle. I've, you know, this seems like a, quite the hodgepodge of like random worldview observations, just like thrown together in like it was a giant that was cocktail to shaker and just like smooshed around. And there was some smooshing, but I think really, I mean, they took a look at what the threats to America, America's greatness were. Yes. And uh, Burt Reynolds has overcome them all. And even at the last minute, just to show you how noble everybody is at the last minute they throw the race so that they can rescue a dog oh oh so like all the racial stereotypes and misogyny and semi-rape jokes aside the puppy gets saved at the end america has life by the balls they will still go out of their way to help a harmless puppy um and did you giggle whenever they said i'm a cannonballer because I did. Oh, why would that be funny? Because it has ball in it. <laughs> <laughs> just, just crickets. Just crickets. No, not nothing. This, this is a serious discussion of a very, very serious film. There's no room for ball jokes. And, and do you know that it's serious? You know that it's serious right away, actually, because there's a theme song with the title of the movie in it mm-hmm. that sings what the movie is about. That's, that's always the hallmark of a good film. <laughs> I don't know if you knew this. Um, I, I, I liked to know this just because I was looking at, at films that also had theme songs where they sing the things that are going on. Yeah. Uh, originally in Citizen Kane, the theme song was going to be Citizen Kane, Citizen Kane. He talks about the sled that he had growing up. That was the theme song. Ryan, that's the opening credits. The worst joke I've ever heard. <laughs> it's so much better than your ball joke. <laughs> I don't even know where to go from here. <laughs> Mind blown. All right, Ryan, you've won me over. Cannonball, Cannonball Run is a classic. I give it four desktop icons out of nine. <sighs> Why nine? I give this nine Goldfarb girdles out of ten. <laughs> I feel like the proportions are off on these ratings that you're throwing out there. <laughs> that's 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 the uh, that's my that's my conclusion. Okay, Ryan, say goodbye to the listeners. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on the show. Anytime. Um, take care. Take care. And there you have it. Are you tempted? Are you tempted to watch this special movie? I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Um, I have to add that um, the very moment that I turned off the microphone, Ryan told me emphatically that, uh, quote, this is the worst movie I have ever seen. Ryan, if you're listening, you owe me so many beers. I cannot believe you made me sit through this thing. Anyway, um, if you're listening to this and you haven't already been hit up for some donations this month, 
you can always donate a few dollars to Ryan's uh, Movember fund. I've put the link up to his page on the SoundCloud page. Um, uh, SoundCloud.com slash Movie Massacre. Um, as always, if you want to reach me, you email the show at eliesmoviemassacre at gmail.com or you can try me on the Twitter at eliesmassacre. Uh, now, to close the show, I'm going to leave you with the wonderful, masterful theme song to Cannonball Run. Enjoy. Enjoy.